The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Just put your hand on your Bible and pray with me. Say, this is God's holy word. It was written by holy men of old after they had spoken under the, in, uh, under the insight and inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, come upon my eyes and ears and heart that I will receive what they spoke. That I will see with insight, hear with understanding, and believe with my heart that which is given to me. Thank you for the supernatural power, the the rejuvenating power of your word in my life. May it produce a hundredfold harvest today in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Luke 1, verse 32, um, if we can start there, Luke 1, verse 32, and um, yeah, okay, it's the angel coming to Mary and he says, he shall be great and shall be called the son of the most high and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David and he shall reign over the house of Jacob. Um, forever and his kingdom, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing as I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Interesting, I'm going to do a little bit more than I did this morning. Um, in the first service, interesting that that is exactly the same way as we become born again. And the holy thing that is born on the inside of us when we are born again is that we become a son of God. Um, so, um, behold, the, your cousin Elizabeth, she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Wow, isn't that awesome? A barren woman now has a son, okay? For with God, say for with God, nothing, 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 no thing shall be impossible. Say to your neighbor, do you believe that? And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me, be it unto me according to thy Word. Notice what Mary said, very important, was that she accepted, though it be impossible, though it be a strange thing, though it be a thing that put her in a troubled place because she didn't have a husband and it was very much against the law to be pregnant without a husband. She didn't question any of that. She stood there and said, let it be to me according to thy word. And that's what we need to do with the word of God. We need to be yielded to the word. Say yielded. It's, it's, it's no good knowing it. I mean, I can know the Bible off, 
off by heart. I can have the Bible, you know, really taped down. I can understand everything. But when the Bible says something for me to do, I need to heal to it. I need to obey it. I need to let it come through my life. That's why we say amen. Let it be unto me. That's why we clap. Clap, clap, clap. Come on, clap. Okay, that's what you've just done. You said, let it be unto me. And when there's agreement, when there's agreement between you and God about the word, the word will produce according to its kind. Oh, isn't it? The word will produce according to its kind. Like when dogs... We shouldn't go there. So somebody, somebody was using this analogy. He said, God said, let us make man according in our image and in our likeness. He said he made trees according to their kind, birds according to their kind. You know, and he was using this in the seed time and harvest conference that I was in last week. And he said, you know, dogs come forth in their kind. And somebody said, yeah, they just written articles. Somebody joked afterwards. They, they said, this person crossed a burbul. You know, it's like a Rhodesian ridgeback, a big dog. He crossed a burbu with a chihuahua, but no, with a, with not with a chihuahua, with a, a, um, a dachshund, the, the one that they call a sausage dog, you know. So it was a burbu and a sausage dog. They said it's a, a, a burevors dog. <laughs> so you don't always get that in the natural, but you hear what I'm saying. The, the word will produce according to its kind. It cannot, it's God's word. So it's going to be godly. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be supernatural because it's God's word. Oh, amen? amen? The word will do the work. So let's go to Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3, um, verse 20. Ephesians 3, verse 20. I, 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 as I said in the first service, and I want to say it again, you know, the scriptures I'm using this morning, they are not new scriptures to most of the church. They, they are scriptures we have read before. They are scriptures we have seen before. Um, and, and this message is also not entirely a new message, the confession of the word and the power of the word. But you know what? I still believe it needs to be preached because in the season that we're in, it's going to do great things. First of all, how many of you have been coming to church for five years? How many of you have been coming to church for 10 years? How many of you have been coming to church for 20 years? So, you know, you'll see people that have been coming to church for a long time. I've been in church for over 30 years. And every time you come to church, we do the same sort of things. We, we, we pray and we, we worship. But in every church service, there's an element that's never been taken away. What is that most important part of the service? The part that we're in now. It's the part where the word gets read and we... Why do people come to church for over 20 years and still listen to the Word? Because the Word is alive. The Word is who? It's Jesus in book form, all right? And it means that the entrance of the Word brings light. It brings life, all right? So if it's a living Word. It's not just any book. It's not just anything. And you're going to see as we progress this morning that this Word has the power to transform. This word has the power to change. Utilize the right way, put into the right thing. It must work. The Bible says, as my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and my ways higher than your ways, so is my word 
talking about the word. He says the rain and the snow comes down and it doesn't go back without achieving. So shall my word. Oh, so the word will achieve. You know, um, there's another scripture that says the garden produces what is sown in it. So we're talking, Pastor spoke about the, the word being sown into our hearts. And there's conditions for the right production. But if the conditions are met, the word cannot produce anything but what it is. And what is it? It's God's word. So when God created in the beginning, God said and it was, and it was good. God said and it was, and it was good. If you want to change your scenery, you've got to change your sound. So if I change my sound, my scenery will change because I am uttering the very creative power of God's word. And so I can hear these messages and I can listen to these things and I can watch video clips. And for many, many years, because I came out of a background where my father was militaristic and he used words as, as swear words and he was negative and he was demonstrative, but it was always negativity. And I inherited some of that stuff. I thought I'd never be able to change my speech, so I didn't even bother. Because it was just something I looked at. But after many years, God kept on telling me the same thing. So God kept on saying, Dave, change your words. And so after a while, I gave up trying to battle this thing with my natural, my, my natural um, resources. And I said, well, if God says it has to work, it has to work. And the, the minimalistic changes I did, the smallest of changes I did with my mouth, I saw them produce. And then suddenly I started to realize, but I was born again by this process, okay? You believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth. So guys... Please hear me this morning. It might be you've heard this message, but take it because God wants to do something new in the time that we are. He wants to produce stuff that's higher. He's actually stretching you to a limit that's going to see greater things take place in your life because you've taken the word in, believed in your heart, confessed with your mouth. Okay, so the joke quickly, the joke. The reverend arrives in this new church and he's doing his entrance service. He's, he's his first service. He gets up on the platform, preaches a fire, brimstone, spit flying, anointed service, doing everything that's right. Everybody's saying yes, amen. They love their new pastor. He goes home. Everybody's happy. Next week they come back to church, get back on the platform, preaches the same service. I thought, well, maybe he made a mistake, but it was a good service, so we'll listen to it again. Another week, it'll, it'll be good. They didn't complain any. He went home. Third week, he came back, preached the same service. They start looking at the other thing. Wow, wow what's going on here? He, 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 maybe he forgot. Maybe, I don't know. He goes home. Everybody's a little bit, you know, they go home. They're talking behind the pastor's back. They're sort of like eating roast pasta and, 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 and roast potatoes, you know, after of the, of the meal on a Sunday. They say, what is it with this man? He's preaching. Fourth Sunday, comes back, preaches the same. They go and have a meeting with him Monday morning. They say, fast pastor, what is this thing that you're preaching? He said, listen, guys. He said, I know I'm preaching the same sermon. He said, but when you start to apply it, I'll change the the sermon. Do you know what the definition of insanity is? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and expecting different results. 
So guys, what am I trying to say through smiling at you and being happy and being funny? We need to apply the word. We need to bring it into our mouths. We need to confess it to see the actual result that, it, that, that there is. Okay, here we go. Ephesians 3 verse 20. And you guys, whoo, you know this. Now unto him. Say now unto him. That is able. Say able. able. To do. Say do. do. Able to do. Able to do. So he's well endured to do it. Exceedingly, Exceedingly. abundantly, Abundantly. above all all. that we can ask or think. Hey, I I think the writer to the Ephesians is actually repeating himself. He's just using different vocabulary. He's saying exceedingly, abundantly. It's like, it's the same word. It's just out of it. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. God wants to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can. God cannot be bankrupted. (laughs) We think if we go to God, we must be careful because we could we, we put God on a budget. We, we think, okay, maybe this is in the budget or it's not in the budget. So we ask according to what we believe and what we can do and what we can think. God said, no, 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 there's a, there's a place in me that's exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. Don't put me on a budget. Don't tell me that there are only five loaves and two fishes. Because I can feed 5,000 with that. And I can leave 12 basketfuls left over. You've got to understand, I can do more. I can do more. Say to the person next to you, God is about to do more in my life. Say, it's not from where, it's not, it's not from where I come. It's not, it's not where I come from. And it's not what's in my bank balance. And it's not according to my matric. Or my... my, my, my my qualifications, my degrees. It's according to exceedingly, abundantly, above all. <laughs> okay, but, but that, I, I stopped on purpose. Abundant above all that we can or think according to the power. The power. Shall I do a T.D. Jakes on you this morning? Brother says that it's according to the power. It's according to the power that works within you. Not your power. His power. It's His creative power. It's what He did. Like when He said, light be and light was. It's according to that kind of power that happens to work in you. Alright? So, you can't ask too much. Oh, man. Have you ever read the invitation from God in regards to asking in Psalm 2 verse 8? He says, ask of me the nations. Just get that up there quickly. Just uh, Psalm 2 verse 8. Man, when I read this the first time and it hit me, I went, what are you saying, God? Psalm 2 verse 8. You got it there. Tell me when. Oh, I can see it over there. See, oh, there we go. Here we go. He says, ask of, ask of who? God's inviting you to ask. Ask of me and I will give you the, the nations. For your, oh, you should have been up and running. 
You should have been doing circles around the church. You should have been jumping up and down and the ends of the earth for your possession. What? Where did you get that verse from God? I never knew it was in the Bible. Hello, God's word. All right. So you can't ask too much. But if you do ask, ask enough. Okay. Don't ask just enough, but ask more than enough. Why? Because he's the God of more than enough. But when you ask more than enough, why are you asking more than enough? Well, if I'm asking for peace, Lord, don't just give me enough peace for me. Give me some peace that I can give away. If I'm asking for love, Lord, I'm not asking just for enough love for me, but let me have love for my brother and my sister and my family that I have enough. So God says, don't budget me or don't put me on a budget when you're asking for stuff, but ask exceedingly, (laughs) abundantly, above all, according to a power that already exists on the inside of you. (laughs) Man. Power, power, power to you and through you. Okay, so go to Jeremiah. But yeah, go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. No, oh, that's another song. It's another, it's another chorus. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you were awake. Are you awake? Hallelujah. God is going to do awesome stuff in this. I like the second. I don't know. I like the second service. What am I doing? But it always catches me. I must hurry. Okay. So Jeremiah 1 verse 4. Okay. It says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me. What? Who came unto him? The word of the Lord. Isn't it unusual that it's the word that was coming? Who is the word? Jesus. He's even in the Old Testament. He arrives as the word of the Lord. And he comes to Jeremiah in the word of the Lord. And he says to him, he says, came unto me saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, mean set thee apart, and ordained thee to be a prophet over the nations. Look at what he says. Then said I, Ah, Lord, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. <laughs> the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child. For thou shalt go to all that I send thee, and whatsoever I command me, thou shalt speak. Do you see that God has a plan A? But we are operating from plan B. And our plan B is according to what we know and what we understand, where we come from and who, where we grew up. God said, no, no, that is a natural thing, but I want to bring the supernatural thing. And at a certain set time, I want to bring the supernatural, put it on your natural, and ta-da, it's a new season, it's a new day. <laughs> All right, so um, uh, God is not willing to do it if he can't do it through you. You know, we stand there, we say, God, bind the devil. No, no, no. God didn't say, I will bind the devil. He said, you will bind the devil. You see, there's some stuff that God doesn't want you to, or him to do. He wants to do it through you. They're in the storm. They're in the boat. They, they pray to Jesus. Jesus is physically there. So it's like a prayer to him, save us. He answers the prayer. But then he says to them, oh, ye of little faith. See, what he wanted was not so much to calm the storm for them, 
but let them do it for themselves. He wanted to do it through them, not to them. The desired effect is that we will mature. We've got to come to maturity. You know, there's a maturing process. That is why what I'm preaching this morning cannot be taken to the last time some pastor preached this and said, oh, I know this scripture, but there's stuff that's still not revelating or manifesting in us. Ephesians say, I've given you prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors to equip the saints for their ministry until they come to a oneness of faith, until they all come to the full measure, the full stature of the man Christ Jesus. So there's a, there's a, there's a Christ in the earth, there's a man image, there's a mature image that God wants to bring forth. And the word is that maturing power. The more I take it in me, the more it transforms me until I come forth in a Christ form. In a, ooh, and now I'm going to want to run into so many different directions. James 1 verse 21. Receive with meekness the already engrafted word of God, which is able to save your souls. The day you came to know Christ, you were born again. Your spirit is perfect. It's sealed and settled. It's done. You cannot do anything about your spirit. But the place that you can do something is your that's why he speaks about renewal of the mind james says the word is already germinated jesus hung on the cross he finished the work that word is already complete for you you must receive it into your soul man which gives you transformation paul in in galatians 4 19 says he goes on his knees in a, in, a, in a fetus position, in a, in a birthing position of a Hebrew woman. He goes into that position. He said, I am once again in travail until my little children, he wasn't married, so they were his spiritual kids. He said, until Christ be formed in you. So, so there's um, uh, the mystery from the beginning. In, in, uh, um, in Colo- is it Colossians uh, 1, 26, he said, there's a mystery that's been hidden through all the ages. Christ in us, the hope of glory. All of those scriptures that I just rattled off to you, I'm trying to say to you, there's a progression of, of, of promoting, of, of maturing, which only the word can bring. And God doesn't want to do it to you. Oh, Father, zappeth me, please. And there I am. Huh? The God that zappeth. No, no, no. The God is not the God that zappeth thee. The God is the God that wants to do to you and through you what he did in Jesus. All right? So he wants to do it through me. Say, he wants to do it through me. Okay, 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 okay. Good. Meditation reverses observation. Okay, so I look into the mirror according to Second Three Corinthians. It says, "Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom." As I behold my natural face in a glass, James, I am changed. I am transformed by the entrance of the Word. Man, this is the thing I want you to get today. I want you to get this thing. This word, this creative word of God that was spoken in the beginning has exactly the transforming power that it had over the earth when Jesus spoke it has in my life when I speak it, read it, believe in it, meditate it. It has the ability. Come on, come on. If you believe with your heart and you, you will be. 
Salvation is an all-encompassing saving. It's my finances. It's my health. It's my body. It's my marriage. I will be saved. That salvation comes into a person's life, changes them completely because he simply believed in his heart and confessed with his mouth. I didn't really, I, I, I said this morning, and I hope you're going to receive it like they did. They, they really laughed this morning. I was really a bad boy. And people, my wife's cousin invited us to a tent service, and there was a, an old-fashioned evangelist. Man, and he made the hell, he preached hell, fire, and brimstone. Have you ever been, you are going to hell, and your hair will burn, and your eyes will burn, and you will burn. Man, that guy made hell so hot. I could feel the flames and I could smell the sulfur. My seat was on fire. And that man made it also fearful. And by the time he brought the altar call man, he said, it's like, he said, tonight, when I call you to the front, you mustn't hesitate. It's a hesitation is between life and death, he said. It's like men that were skating with their families on this ice in Switzerland. And suddenly the ice melted and the ice cracked. And the one half started to go towards the waterfall. And the other half was stuck. And families were split between mother and father. Between son and daughter. And he said, and, and one, one, one place the mother was on that side. And the father and the kids were this side. And the ice started to move. And he said, mother, jump, jump. And she hesitated and hesitated. And then she got to a place and she said, it's too late. And she died. And she went out. He said, so don't hesitate. Man, I just didn't want to go to hell and I didn't want to hesitate. When that man called the other call, I picked up my kids, one in both arms. I ran to the front. I was weeping. Obviously, the Holy Spirit was involved. But man, if you take the amount of fear and the amount of other stuff that was going on, I didn't even know what I... When that man said, pray after me, he said, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I'm praying, I'm crying. But the entrance of the word, even as, 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 as emotional as it was, when I got to the place where I said, I'm forgiven, I'm a new creation, I'm a child of God, I believed with my heart, I confessed with my mouth, I drove home, I picked up the phone, nothing had changed, my shirt was the same, my socks were the same, I was the same person, but I believed with my heart and confessed with my mouth. The Bible says about the, with the believing and the confessing, the Bible says it, it, it simply just works that way. It just works that way if you, he said, the, righteous, uh, uh, um, the, the righteousness with of, which is of faith speaks. He said, what does it say? It doesn't say who will go up to fetch Christ down, who will go down to bring Christ up. But what does it say? Listen, listen. It's, an, it's a, such a simple but powerful explanation. But what does it say? It says this, near to you is the word in your heart and in your mouth. It's the word of life that we confess. So it's very close. Speak it and it produces. Amen. Amen? Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? Whoo, man, we gotta fly. We gotta fly. Faith development. Okay, so he comes through you to get something to you. God will not violate this principle. He wants you to speak. So as long as you're not speaking, it so faith requires development of desire. 
Peter wanted to know how to do this stuff. Walk on water and curse fig trees and see them shrivel up in 24 hours. And when it did, when Jesus came and he said to Jesus, he, he said, Jesus, the fig tree. Did you see what Jesus answered? He didn't tell him anything else but have faith in. Amen. So it's faith in the word. Okay, now listen. We should be speaking terms of desired outcome, not speaking existing conditions. Say we should be speaking terms, conditions of outcome, speaking terms of desired outcome. So what I want to see, I should be speaking, not the existing conditions. So Gideon is beating out wheat inside a wine press and the angel comes and says, Gideon. Man of valor. And he goes, who? Me? Who are you talking to? Looks over his shoulder. You know like when I want to prophesy on somebody? No, no, no. Yeah. God wants to call you a man of valor. He's done that before you were formed in your mother's womb. It's a supernatural preceding word coming after you. But you, Gideon, I'm the poorest family in the smallest tribe. I'm the weakest man. I don't see that condition in my life. God says, it's now time for me to do something through you. And he had to accept the change, the transformation, the act of what God wanted to do through him. When he accepted that, he became the instrument of salvation, even though it was through 300 men. Massive miracle. The same in Joshua's life. He said, Joshua, you are taking these people. Morning is over. Moses is dead. Wow. Just like that, God. I thought we were going to have a bit of morning time. No, 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 no. You are taking these people in, but you will do it according to my word. And if you meditate and you stay strong in this word, I will make your path prosperous. Oh, you need to hear that message. I will go with you and everywhere you go, I'm with you. Just don't turn left, don't turn right. Make it according to the word. And Joshua's life is like a, is like a textbook example for us. Okay, so I close with this this morning. Jesus confronted by the devil. The first son, Adam, failed in the, in the cool of the garden. He did stuff. He did add-ons. He did extras to try and be like God. God said, no, 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 I didn't tell you to do nothing. I told you to believe something. Jesus being attacked by the same serpent in the heat of the wilderness. He said, If you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread. Listen, man shall not live by bread alone. Say shall not. By bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. This word is proceeding. God can tell you one thing one day, Abraham, sacrifice your son. Yes, Lord. But then a little bit further down the road, when he lifts up the dagger in obedience, he says, stop, don't kill your inheritance. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is proceeding with you. God opens a door one day, closes it the next day. You've got to be able to hear what God's saying. God gives you a job one day, and then later on he says it's time to move on. But if you're still stuck in that, you'll go into a stagnation that 
you weren't supposed to be in. This morning, I'm here to tell you this thing. Anything you desire to be, by looking into this mirror and observing, transformation will come. Doesn't matter what it is, what you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth. Whatever is in the heart, what the heart is full of, the mouth produces. If I want to remove something, you ever done that? That displacement thing? Muddy water? And you just keep on adding clean water? What happens? Eventually the mud disappears and the water becomes clean. That's what happens when I apply this word. If I'm in financial trouble, go to the word. Start reading everything that it has about finances. You know what? Half an hour of reading about God's supernatural provision, all the depression disappears. If I'm in fear, read everything about the awesome love of God, which drives out all fear. And then all of a sudden, the fear disappears. This word is alive, has transforming power. Whatever you're facing, South Africa, Whatever you're facing, Zimbabwe, whatever the world, oh man, whatever America's facing, crazy stuff, okay. Meditate on the word. Meditate. I just say that so that you know there's trouble all over the world. But for the children of God, the Bible is the only thing that remains a living word. So a high jump jumper sets a ball. And he jumps until he can get over it. And then when they get to the end of that competition, there's probably two or three. Crazy sport, high jump. Gets to the end and there's three guys left. They don't take it up one notch. They've been taking up one notch and one notch and one notch. The referee, the umpire, he just decides to eliminate now to get to the end. We're just going to take it up six notches. And then the champion appears because he goes over the higher bar. God wants to stretch you today. Don't settle for... for you're, you're okay. You're doing all right. You're a child of God. God's doing some stuff for, for you and through you. But is that His ultimate for you? According to all that you can ask or think. According to the power that's at work within you. Won't you stand with me for a moment? Won't you stand with me for a moment? Won't you stand with me for a moment? Maybe I should ask you this today. I want you to look at the giants you're facing. I want you to look at a giant you're facing. Maybe even pick one or two and say, according to which measurement have I measured my victory, my breakthrough? Are you like Gideon or Jeremiah? I'm too young, I'm not able. Are you looking at your, your ability? Are you looking at your ability to perform? Or are you allowing God to come into this moment and bring His supernatural upon your natural and say, God, all things are possible. Like a Mary, be it unto me, as you have said. I have a feeling this morning, prophetically, I just want to say to you, prophetically, I want you to say this morning, I'm stepping in. 
to a new day. I'm stepping in to a new moment. And it's not according to me. It's according to the Word. I'm going to change my scenery by changing my sound. God, you can do all things. You are the God of impossible. My promotion is now. My breakthrough is now. My new adventure is now. My healing is now. According to the supernatural of your spirit in your word, in my life. It already exists. It's already done. It's finished. I receive it today. In Jesus' name. Give Him great applause. Come on. Give Him a shout like you believe it. Say Amen. 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 We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.